Friday afternoon. It is game day. A lot of high school football in and around Central Texas. And we got one Big 12 game coming up tonight, Coastal and, and Kansas. And we're going to talk some about Big 12 football. We're going to welcome into the program from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Drew Davison. Drew, uh, good afternoon. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, this is a uh, this is a historic day for the conference. And just wanted to get your overall impressions of, of what the league has done. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was necessary, right, to, to expand with OU and Texas leaving. And, and I do feel like they got the four best available programs. I don't think any Power 5 school uh, was going to leave, you know, to join the Big 12. So uh, they kind of had to look at the group of five level and, and obviously the independent level with BYU. And, and I think they, you know, all four – know bring something to the league i think byu you know clearly brings the most immediate value uh just in terms of their fan base and, and tradition rich programs uh and then when you look at a houston that just helps the big 12 kind of further solidify itself as as a texas conference the texas league uh with four schools here in our state and then uh ucf and, and cincy you know they've obviously had some recent success and, and since you know, uh, got got a pretty good basketball tradition as well. So I think, you know, all four make sense. And, and I feel like the league, from a football perspective, uh, should be able to hang with the Pac-12s and, and the ACCs of the world going forward. So you feel like that these four teams are beneficial enough to keep this conference at a Power 5 conference? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's a power five, they are certainly uh, the fifth best, if not, in some cases, better than that. Um, especially, you know, just when you look at, you know, kind of like the Pac-12 here the last couple of years, um, they've really kind of struggled with USC and, and Oregon not being at the level uh, their potential or, or they've been accustomed to, so to speak. So, uh, but yeah, I, I do think the Big 12 and in a to reach into Florida and Ohio um, as potential more recruiting grounds and, and things like that. So I do feel like, um, you know, this, this does kind of solidify themselves as a power five. And, and more than that, it kind of, you know, even widens the gap, I guess, between the power five and the group of five, uh, you know, with these top group of five schools uh, leaving, so to speak. We, we talk a lot about television and, and eyeballs and all those kind of things, and, and you get that with BYU, and you certainly get the marketplace uh, with, with Houston. What does this do when you, when you start expanding literally the, the footprint of the league? How beneficial is it to the to the original eight when, when you are now going to play in, in the state of Florida on a regular basis and you're, and you're going to play in, in Cincinnati, Ohio on a regular basis? What, what does that do from a recruiting tool for the uh, for the original eight? Well, I, I think it helps. You know, I, I think it, you know, obviously I'm, I'm sure if you ask every school or every football program or basketball program, they'll probably feel like, hey, we, you know, we, we, we can recruit nationally, so to speak. But it does help being able to say, hey, we're going to be playing in Florida. We're going to be playing in Ohio, uh, you know, during your college career. So you're going to be able to play in your home state, so to speak. So that it helps in that regard. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's not like adding Ohio State or Florida or, or Florida State, so to speak. But 
Um, but, you know, it does provide a presence in, in those time zones, in those areas, uh, which is, you know, valuable uh, from a recruiting standpoint. Does expansion into the playoffs, and if it does become fruition like we think it's going to, does that help this conference as well now with these teams in it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I do think, you know, I, I don't see how the Big 12 loses its Power 5 label unless, you know, that they decide that, hey, we're just doing a Power 4, right? Then they're on the outside looking in. But uh, I, I do think, you know, it, it gets them a seat at the table. And in these four programs, I mean, if you look at a Cincy under Luke Fickle, a top 10 caliber program, so – um, you know, these the four schools they're adding have kind of proven themselves on the field, so to speak. So, you know, it's not like uh, there the reaches or stretches that, you know, the, oh, can these schools play? I mean, they've shown here in the last uh, decade that, yes, they can, and, and they can play uh, with the best teams in the country. Drew, there was obviously a lot of speculation about Texas and Oklahoma, how they're going to sit tight and, and just see if this league kind of implodes and, and everybody goes scattering to the wind. But that clearly doesn't appear to, that it's going to happen. So it is, I, I guess the, uh, the, the, the ball's in, in their court now, so to speak? Yeah, one, and, I, and I have not been told whether OU or Texas just simply abstained from the vote or – if they were no votes on expansion, you know, the, the press release just said the eight continuing members all unanimously approved these decisions. So, um, you know, it, it kind of remains to be seen whether or not uh, or Texas and OU, like I said, just kind of sat out, abstained because they're not going to be part of the league going forward, or uh, if, if they were no votes. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I think it's going to, you know, be decided by lawyers whether or not. You know, there may be a legal case that, hey, this is in the league we signed up for or what we agreed to or whatnot. So, um, you, you know, I think uh, I'm sure attorneys are getting excited about the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the billable hours coming their way, uh, so to speak. But, but for us fans, you know, that doesn't factor in too, too much, right? You know, whether or not, um, you know, o, OU or Texas uh, – you know, is subject to whatever fee, but uh, but well, long story short, I I don't know where UT and OU stand, but I'm sure they want to get out as soon as possible. I mean, just just from the simple recruiting perspective, right? We talked about the Big Twelve benefiting by getting into Ohio and Florida, uh, Texas and OU uh, probably aren't benefiting uh, by saying, "Hey, we're going to the SEC," and now telling kids, "Well, that." Well, you're going to play the first few years of your college career as a lame dunk in the Big 12, and then we're going to the SEC. So uh, they're not really able to use the SEC as a as a selling point right now. So um, that, that's what I'm sure they're trying to work out or figure out a, a way to get out earlier. But you know, the Big 12 uh, certainly strength in its case is a viable lead today in the future, whereas OU and Texas will have to pay. Or, you know, there will be some sort of negotiation uh, on the horizon. With the Big 12 adding these four teams, did that strengthen their hand against Texas and OU in that situation, you think? Uh, you, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if it, strength, I, it, it strengthened it in terms of the league's not going to dissolve. 
uh, and, and there will be a league to pay, so to speak, that can collect those checks. Um, it may have weakened it if, if there I, and I, I don't know the bylaws from ISIN, I'm not an attorney, but you know, if, if there is some sort of legalese where, hey, this is not the conference we agreed to these terms mm-hmm. on or whatnot. So that's why I just think, uh, you, you know, it, it'll probably ultimately be handled in a courtroom somewhere. Um, but I, I do think the Big 12 strengthened itself as a viable conference going forward as opposed to being on life support like we thought they were uh, when the news broke that OU and UT are leaving. Matt, let's, uh, let's turn our attentions to what's going on on the field. Obviously, great start for uh, for the Frogs as they get the big win over Duquesne, and now the Cal Bears are, are next up for TCU. Yeah, uh, Cal, you know, it's kind of a rematch of the 2018 Cheez-It Bowl, kind of uh, the infamous nine-interception game. Uh, the best bad football game you might, <laughs> maybe in recent uh, years uh, that, that anyone has seen. But, you know, Cal, Cal is the, the quarterback that started that game was a freshman uh, in 2018. He's a senior now and obviously has improved and grown. Uh, but Cal is coming off a loss to Nevada. They blew an early lead uh, to the Wolfpack. So, you know, obviously they're trying to get uh, things straightened out and, and on the right track. Uh, but TCU, you know, you know they kind of had what you would expect facing a one double A team. Um, you know, big win. They looked good, of course. Um, but you know, this week will really kind of tell just how they match up against another Power Five team. Uh, but TCU certainly, you know, inside their building, they feel like they've got something spe- something potentially special uh, brewing. Hey Drew, man, we uh, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for uh, for popping on it and uh, and talking Big Twelve football with us. We look forward to uh, to visiting with you again soon. I always enjoy talking to you guys. Take care. Hey, have a great day. That is a Drew Davidson from the Fort Worth Star Telegram and.